0: Everybody, welcome back into the media tavern. It's great to see you. We pulled the chain on the neon sign. The sign says open, the doors are unlocked. Come on into the media tavern with me, Eric O, and my guy, Todd Stanton, right over there. Todd,
1: how are you doing today? You know, I'm doing really good. You know why? Well, tell me why. Because an hour ago, we recorded this whole episode and realized we never pressed the record button so i feel really good
0: by we by (laughs) we 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 mean
1: you but that's all right it
0: it was fun to see well that's why i
1: feel really good because i can see the recording is happening right now so i feel more confident
0: that this will be recorded
1: (laughs) well you know we haven't had an episode in a while because we had a couple weeks where things got in the way you you weren't feeling good I wasn't feeling great. And then we had scheduling stuff, and
0: you and I worked together, and we were under some deadlines and stuff. So it's been kind of crazy. We took a couple weeks off, but we're back, baby. And we're recording. And Todd's t shirt, which you can't see if you're listening, is telling the story of what is going on today. <laughs> it's on. It's it time. It's the Mandalorian episode, Mandalorian Palooza. <laughs> All right, right, Todd's t-shirt, if you're not uh, if you're not watching and you should be listening, it's a podcast.
1: It's a video podcast. tells the
0: story? It's cool Mandalorian t-shirt and awesome Mandalorian episode in honor of the new season starting. Uh we're kind of going to do a uh, 10 favorite most important cool things that happened in the Mandalorian series thus far. Uh, I've deferred to Todd, my resident uh, expert in all things Star Wars, to compile an important list of uh, kind of like some pretty heavy touchstone moments that have happened in the series. We thought we'd just kind of nerd out, talk about the Mandalorian, talk about how much we love Star Wars and never grew up, all that kind of stuff. First of all, before we get started with this list, Todd, tell me uh, kind of your overall thoughts about this.
1: Well, this show um, is a great show. I think one of the most fun Star Wars things we've had in a long time. And what's great about it is, contrary to it, you know, it has some controversy on this. There's a lot of fan service, and what fan service is, is that uh, it's it's kind of like doing certain things just. To get the attention of fans, just like, sure. you know, and uh, versus like the Andor uh, series, it was kind of, it was kind of like the first time they're doing new things. Actually, the very first three episodes of Andor has nothing.
0: Yeah, there's no Star Wars in it. It's yeah, like, nothing. It could be nothing anything. Star it's Wars. Amazing, yeah.
1: yeah. but you know it's Star Wars. I mean, because they told us it's Star Wars. But and it, it has it, that could,
0: kind of Star Wars patina. and We'll get to that.
1: But. Yeah, but it almost could kind of be if they would have said, "No, this isn't Star Wars." We'd like, okay. Yeah. I mean, it feels kind of Star Warsy, but yeah. But it, you know, it, it it clearly became Star Wars as it as the show went on. Um, but this show does a lot of fan service and i for one love the fan service i love that they are going back to certain planets and using certain vehicles and and you're seeing and maybe some characters that were really just kind of background characters before It's like oh there's that guy oh there's that robot i mean i love that stuff so
0: yeah some of the tertiary characters and you know you and i talk about this all the time but like the original trilogy, of course, is very close to both of our hearts. The you know the Star Wars, you know, New Hope, Empire, and and Jedi, and those are big movies for us as we were growing up. You know, and kind of like, just still today, clearly, you know, you're like a you're a collector of most crazy things, toys and whatnot. And um, you know, the the thing that I loved about what I love about the Mandalorian is the same reason that I love. Love you know, the original trilogy and that when the first time you see a new hope, you're just dropped into this universe and you just, you're like gobble up every single aspect of it. Yeah. You know, you these crazy new characters. And like you said, a lot of the first, even like few minutes of, of a new hope, there's no humans. It's all like, you know, there's like some
1: droids you know, and robots, robots and aliens droids and, yeah. and,
0: and just everything about it, the, the world of which it is, the lighting, the sound, everything is just incredible. And uh, I think that they, again, like you said, fan service, uh, the, you know, uh, feloni and um, Favreau have done this great job of like tapping into that, that feeling that you have about or that we had yeah. and that yeah. many people had about the original trilogy, just, you know, from playing with your figures in a sandbox in your backyard or yeah. finding a cool hole in the ground or a tree, you can kind of build like a fake, you know, sat on with your, you know, your figures and, um, and they sort of took that mentality and made this really incredible show yeah
1: it's like yeah like you're saying they took like the little things that we kind of like pretended when we were kids and they like made big budget versions yeah. of that you know yeah. some of it, of it doesn't make sense you know right. it, there's it's, some of these episodes don't aren't part of the big overall arching theme of the show they're kind of like like you referred to it in the past as like the the uh, adventure of the week kind of thing. Right, and that's,
0: yeah, like the A-Team or, yeah. you know, like, like yeah. the Hulk, Incredible Hulk, you know. Where exactly. it's Exactly,
1: like, yeah, Back, more of those, you know, less episodic television, which just more yeah. like, you know, adventure of the week kind of thing. And we had a lot of that growing up, you know, like a lot of TV shows when we were growing up, Six Million Dollar Man, there was never really like some big, you know, connective theme, right. It was just, here's a bionic man. He's going to do bionic stuff. You know,
0: it kind of was like when the X-Files came along, that's sort of when this whole, like, like kind of like through line through episodes started to happen more um, in sci-fi, like, you know, like movies and, you know, like series of movies, like Mm -hmm. trilogies and stuff. And also in TV.
1: Yeah. For, for good or for bad, you know? And that's why I like that Mandalorian, because you get a taste of both, you know, you don't, it can be the adventure of the week, and we don't have to like. Oh, yeah, he's doing that because of this, that, and the other thing that we. And signed. there's just it, there's, we don't we just go.
0: There's some things that they kind of actively either avoid or ignore, and part of it's because of the kind of the timeline of where they are in the in the in the whole, you know, universe.
1: Wars, yeah, like, uh-huh. the whole
0: timeline, but like we don't have this whole nonsense. I'm sorry, I, I think this whole thing with the. The uh, you know the emperor like cloning the emperor and all that nonsense. It's just it's stupid. It's stupid, and this is great that they're kind of leaning into other stuff.
1: So we're gonna. Uh, so, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Eric and I are going to have a uh, some future episode just all Star Wars, all Star Wars movies. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to talk about that in the future, um, so- and 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 we we have different opinions on different movies most of them we like um but we we are divided on the last film which <laughs> the rise of skywalker which no doubt is it's got terrible. its problems yeah so <laughs>
0: it's got its problems <laughs>
1: but, but that, i'm trying to be friendly so
0: that's like yeah I mean it's but, but anyway we'll, we'll I digress on that's that that's a whole nother
1: yeah. I'll have and one all kinds of things we can t-shirts. agree on
0: one thing we can agree on is that the Mandalorian we love it I we think it, many yeah. people love it. Most people love it. There again are some haters who are mad about the fan service, but we don't care here at the media tavern, all fan service, especially star Wars related is welcome here in the tavern. So, um,
1: Todd, and that's a, that's the thing about our show is that we're not doing it to gain approval by anybody. These are just our opinions. Luckily. You know, we, I, and many of my opinions don't go over very well with people. Like, I think you asked me, in our previous recording and i will ask you what is uh, the original trilogy the best of the three movies
0: so there's a best and there's my favorite okay. and uh, my favorite epi- my favorite of the original trilogy and actually i guess i'm going to kind of cheat on this because i think it's also the best is a new hope
1: yes why
0: Well, you know, you and I spoke about this earlier today when we tried to record, but uh, it's the table setter. It's the thing that came out of nowhere and landed in all of our, you know, teenage and like, you know, younger, like tweener when we were kids laps, you know, like, what is this? Like, here's this whole crazy galaxy of characters and a storyline I've never heard of. And I wasn't like, you know, a big sci-fi. I mean, what did I know about sci-fi, really? You know, and um. And to have it, and now, you know, uh, uh, Empire Strikes Back. As a kid, that was hands down my favorite,
1: and I wouldn't and one even of the, one of the most exciting movies to be looking forward yeah. to. You know, right? You
0: know? And yeah. but as I've grown older, and also just in general, I just think that the way the the universe building of the first movie is so like the lift is incredible. You fall in love with every character by the time the end of that two hours is over your, my life was changed. You know, like I was like this, I love Han Solo, you know, like, and, um, it just kind of changed the game clearly. I mean, this isn't like some hot take, but, and then empire kind of was able to come out. And by then there was something else to kind of look back to, to understand it, but a new hope came out of nowhere, you know? So, uh, I mean, clearly it it leaned into like, you know, fifties and sixties, like serial movie, you know, serial, uh, Uh, films and stuff like that but like you know like buck rogers and things that they kind of openly said we pretty much stole a lot of our ideas from Mm -hmm. these you know early early vignette uh, film you know short films um but i just think like it came out of nowhere and made made changed everything and that's why i love it It, it, everywhere you look on a screen in any given scene of you know, all of these movies really but like of that one in particular as a kid is like you just eat it up you can't i mean it's incredible you know so yeah yeah that's yeah,
1: yeah for me that one just uh it blew me away and it, it came out um in toledo even though the movie came out in may of 1977 in toledo we didn't get it till June. And my, I don't know. My parents acted like they didn't have any money, and so we didn't see it for probably a month. It seemed like an eternity, honestly. As a kid, as a ten-year-old kid, knowing that everyone else on the planet has seen it and we haven't seen it yet, um, it it felt like an eternity. And the the funny thing is, there was a kid in the neighborhood uh, who put on a Star Wars play, and he got all these other kids, and we put on a play in our garage. In his garage, and we had a bunch of uh, the parents come over sitting in lawn chairs in the driveway. And, <laughs> this is amazing. I've yeah, never and, heard we did. and I was Darth Vader, and my brother, who's younger than me, was Obi Wan Kenobi. And we didn't know what we were, who we are. We didn't see the movie. It's awesome. Like, we had zero idea what we were actually uh, doing. And it was, it was, it was in my memory it was a really bad version of the movie because it was like it was really quick scenes and nothing made sense i think that one of the girls was on solo i mean it just you know none of it made any sense at all but it was it was a big deal when i was a kid and when i finally got to see it it i was blown away i mean i i I can't remember a moment in time where I just felt like everything changed for me. Like this yeah. now became my obsession and I knew it, I knew it. And yeah. I, you know, you know, sometimes when, uh, especially today when people brag about a movie and you go, you know, like, Oh, this movie is so great. And then you go to see it and it's kind of disappointing. Cause it didn't live up to the expectation that someone, you know, made, put it up really high on a pedestal. Right. Well, right. Star Wars did not do that. There was, there was, cause we had never seen anything like this before. Yeah. Giant star destroyer that seemed to go on forever. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Just that's
0: genius opening of a movie is having huh. it just be like, where the hell am I? You,
1: you, know? you, you it made you feel small. You know, yeah. like you're seeing. Yeah. This. And remember, back in the day, we had huge screens. Man, and it wasn't because we were little kids.
0: No, they were. We they had like seventy screens. whatever. that yeah, the yeah. huge.
1: Screen showcase uh, cinema one, two, and three, and then it became cinema four. And that was just awesome.
0: Really hilarious story. I mean, you and I have talked about this before, but that movie, so New Hope, well, just star Wars Mm -hmm. played in Toledo for an ungodly amount of time. Like it was in the theaters for over a year,
1: over a year. And then it came back. So I think it's entire time in the theaters was two years.
0: Can you imagine any movie coming out ever that would be in a theater for over a year? I mean, that's nuts. But I I used to always scam everyone in my family when I was little. I would scam them into taking me, like, "Oh, I Star Wars. Would you like like to go see it?" So I made my uncle take me, my aunt take me, my mom took me like fifty times. My grandma would take me all the time. She would like sometimes she'd just drop me off the theater and go shopping and come back and pick me up at the door. And um, like uh, we, you know, we uh, lived. Uh, pretty close to the theater. So sometimes I would just walk by and hang out around the theater and see who was going in. But there was always a long line. Yeah. One time my aunt took me, my aunt took me to go see it. And we were, we got there early. We had tickets and we sat across the street. We were eating lunch at this restaurant before the movie started. And there was a really long line and we were across and we could see it. There's this guy, a streaker came by (laughs) and streaked the whole line Awesome. people and i'm like hey, michelle look <laughs> it was like a naked dude running with a you know darth vader helmet on or
1: something ah the lovely memories
0: <laughs> so great i mean yeah a little that's crazy but anyway right. it was it was an event it was a real event you know
1: i gotta show you something while we're on this topic because it, it's it literally Wait a minute, i just mentioned
0: streaker what are you showing me you hold, Yeah, all right, I'm gonna pull hang on dude
1: off. i'm the streaker I, I'm, remember yeah well Okay, we're still on that same topic. All right, and we'll we'll circle back around. Okay, okay. But do you remember this back in the day?
0: I have one of those sitting on my. Yep, I have one. You remember what they? It's sitting on the piano downstairs. You remember what they were? Yeah, like they were uh, like a a commemorative booklet or whatever. Yeah, that you got when you
1: went to the movie. This was like almost like a program. Um, for people that are are listening, um, and I mean the, the the most benefited ones are the ones watching our YouTube channel. But what I am holding right here is a a program that you could buy. I don't even really know what they called it, but it was um, it was like a little sixteen page booklet of of Star Wars. Yep, and like a you
0: little know. what to expect. Yep, I have the ex- identical thing yeah. downstairs
1: got all the uh, like people descriptions. It's almost like as if you went to like a Broadway play or something like that. And they'd hand out a program and you'd like kind of know about, you know, different aspects of the thing that you're about to see. But I mean, this, this thing has all the classic, um, all the classic pictures that we kind of grew up with, you know, all these just like great, just, you know, these pictures on the back, just this, this great picture of inside the Falcon. And, let the I, Wookiee win. This, this right here. Uh, just classic. What, what a great classic picture. But so yeah, for all- you
0: listening at home, I hope you enjoyed that. <laughs> <If you're- laughs>
1: well, it's this program that they used to have. And a it, 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 few years later, it started phasing out. I mean, it became as Star Wars uh, came to the theater every three years. Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi. They you did have a commemorative book. You could actually get a commemorative book of like three bucks at the time. And I have I have those. There's one for Empire and one for Return of the Jedi. Yep.
0: They're really but, cool. Um, and that's why I think that they really that, that mentality they really brought to Um Mandalorian.
1: Yeah, I agree. Like I mean just all that-
0: absolute love and worship and gobbling up every single aspect of it every character what's going on you know
1: it's all bringing back that fun that we used to have you know all just the the basic excitement of just a simple story and you know mandalorian really is a kind of a simple story it's uh um it's like kung it's fu, the wolf, you know? lone wolf and
0: cub thing man yep
1: yeah, yeah. um i think a kung fu you know it was a kung fu with uh what's his name from uh, kill bill um david what, Carradine. yes um, you know, it was just a episode of the week like you said. Um, they do have this overall arching theme. It's it's thin, you know, getting Grogu here and there and everywhere. But um it's yeah, just,
0: that's just sort of the that's kind of that's like the secondary thing.
1: Yeah, yeah. It, what's going to happen to Mando this week and Grogu, that's really what the show is about. So but, I thought, go ahead. Oh, good, no, you do your thing. I was going to say so I thought I'd put together this list of 10 amazing things that we've seen in the, just the two seasons of Mandalorian so far.
0: Cool. I love it. This is a great idea. And the show has, has a lot to, to say. So first, for star Wars dorks. So, um, are you Shall ready to get begin? started?
1: Should we begin?
0: I'm ready, dude. Let's go. All
1: what right. Do you got there,
0: obi Todd. <laughs> Obi-Tod obi Tod Kenobi.
1: Right. All right. The very first episode, uh That we've ever seen. Uh it's called simply called The Mandalorian. Um we saw And I was so
0: excited when this first episode, when I first sat down to watch it, I felt like I was going to see. It was
1: short. You know, it was short, but it was okay. Shorter than I
0: expected. I was surprised that it was like over. Wow.
1: Yeah, I know. But it did go fast because there's a lot of little, like cool little action moments going on. But I think one of the coolest things I mean, we did see Grogu for the very first time. We didn't know what his name was. We didn't even know what we were looking at because he was at the very end of the episode and they do this kind of God Adam finger touch thing at the at the very end. E. But yeah, and it's like ET, that's good reference too. Um the uh and we didn't even know like what what is that Yoda? I mean we didn't we didn't yeah. even know. And well, and, and, and we should
0: um, also say that we didn't when this show came out, we didn't even know. It was supposed to be the Mandalorian. We Everyone assumed it was a Boba Fett show. Yeah. And,
1: and then it turned it was out
0: fun. to not be, and they build a whole new character, which is amazing.
1: Yeah, we, we thought it was going to be this, you know, gunslinger kind of, uh, you, know, uh, uh, you know, good and bad, the ugly kind of adventures. Because uh, a lot of people are referred to the original Star Wars. As being a Western, it has like a Western mentality. So when they said they were going to focus on a like Boba Fett type character, we thought, okay, I mean that's, that that's it's into the whole genre of like a Western theme. So and then we open up inside of a bar, you know, a saloon kind of thing, and he's he's a he's a bounty hunter and like okay, it's it's Western in space, exactly what we want apparently. So, um, but the I'm greatest moment. Warm.
0: Or I can bring you in cold. Great line. I mean, come on, that you were like, yes, hell yes, let's go.
1: Yeah, and to have a uh, uh, Pedro Pascal to be him, uh, just the the guy's a perfect. Yeah, um, he's
0: literally the perfect person. He literally
1: game. is. Even I mean, though I
0: think that ninety-five percent of the time it's not even him because he only takes his helmet off could be. twice. <laughs> yeah. But but when he, I mean, but just as a guy and you know who's under there, it's like yeah. he's perfect
1: yeah he is i mean uh yeah yeah i just i think he's the perfect casted person so and but, i was always a
0: fan of his stuff like i love narcos and stuff narcos. like that
1: yeah really I've good
0: heard. and i, I was love- like wow this is gonna be an interesting guy to be this character but yeah i mean just his voice and his demeanor is kind of this yeah yeah he's, he's got like a good soul kind of person you know i'm I yeah don't yeah, yeah
1: like he's just an overall good guy It it seems like and 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 you can you can buy that he could have a bad side. You know, he looks like he could he got an edge. Guy. Yep, yeah, but you can. He's also, good.
0: To, he's, he's okay to kill if he has to, kind of. Yeah, thing.
1: but you can buy him as a as a as a good guy too. He's very Han Soloish. You know, uh, has that you know feel demeanor, um, which I think is perfect for the role, yep. the
0: role. I'm with you. All right, what you got All here right. for the first episode? But the, Sorry, in that first me.
1: episode, as I described, the, I think one of the best things that we got to see was. I G 11 doing a shootout. Like we you so know cool. you and I grew up with I, I G 88. And when he showed up in the empire strikes back, he was cool, but he didn't do anything like he was yeah, out looking like a cool bounty anything.
0: hunter Yeah. He's like a cool bounty hunter, vacuum cleaner looking dude. Like, what
1: yeah. is this? Hey, a little bit of trivia on that the head. Do you know where the head comes from? No, the head, I believe is like, uh, the inside of a catalytic converter.
0: Oh, okay. It does look like that shape. That's amazing.
1: But we had seen the head before Empire Strikes Back. Do you know where? Um, no. It is, next time you see any cantina, it is in the center of the cantina bar. Behind the bar, you'll see a row of IG heads.
0: Oh, like 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 with the bartenders back yeah, there? Yeah, like and, a part like, of the out.
1: distillery looking, you know. Yeah, department. okay. Yeah. That's so, awesome. I
0: didn't even know that. Yeah. That's
1: great. Even, even in The Mandalorian, when they go later on, they go into the cantina, you'll see a series of IG 11 heads, ID 8s. That's eight, so cool. So, so, anyways, I thought that whole scene was great. We see like this very robotic looking, um, mechanical, like whoever designed the look of the motion. Um, yeah. You know, sometimes it, it, I'm sure you'll agree, sometimes digital characters look too jello-y you know there's something about their motions that don't seem to make Not sense mechanical yeah and but i think they went even farther with the mechanical thing like he almost looks stop motion animated his movements are very deliberate you know they're very like just like and it's almost stops. like
0: in the world of the show it's almost like old tech you know what <laughs> i mean like it's got exactly. that vibe of like this guy's like some old yeah last machine they found yeah
1: yeah, he doesn't have real fluid, you know, you know, Toy Story uh, you know, Woody movements, you know, to him. It's just yeah. it's just perfect robotic. It's almost like he can't turn two joints at the same time, you know, they has to right. be like yeah. sequential kind of thing. <laughs> yeah,
0: like one so, and then the next, yeah. So which, by the way, I know the feeling I'm getting old so I get it. Uh,
1: dude, I know. I can barely get out of my chair sometimes. Okay, but I thought that was one of the really cool things we saw. So, all right. Well,
0: we and I think that they they did a great job of Taking and, and making that a character, like a full blown character, where he used to be kind of a killing machine, then became kind of a caretaker. Yeah. And I just think that was a really cool. Well, well, uh, well I, I, you know, and I had also hoped that this was going to be his homeboy. That's going what I thought. I think
1: we all did, right? <laughs> like, thought
0: everyone thought that was going to be his guy. Like, they're going to,
1: these dudes are going to kill him. Mando and IG88, IG11 show.
0: Awesome. And then they then they just said no. Nope.
1: Yeah, all of a sudden there's a baby. I mean, like, yeah,
0: what? right. And then yeah, like what? But, yeah, I what, mean, what, yeah, because at the
1: what, end of that episode, um, we go from being blown away by seeing IG88 or IG11. You know, is it look at him, and then he's he's blown away at the end. Like,
0: oh man. It won't be the first time that we fall in love with the thing in the show that gets removed from the situation, but we'll get to that later.
1: As we proceed to, let's go to the next episode, shall we? All right, so the ne- the, I think the, the next coolest thing that we've seen is actually in the very next episode. It's, the, it's uh, episode two of season one. It's called The Child. And even, you know, the, we, we come back to Tatooine, which is cool. You know that was cool to see right away, but we don't spend a whole lot of time looking at it. What we do see is um, Sandcrawler. And we yeah. see Jawas, and we see this massive shootout that happens between incredible Mando and and and, and we see Jawas disintegrating. <laughs> like yeah. I just, like, this is nice. a disco yeah. show. <laughs> like, cool. Right, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah, it's almost like disturbing because it's like and boof. You know? <laughs> yeah, just, just you know, obliterated you know dust um uh i just thought that was super cool like and and and, and there's like a like this chase thing that happens you know the uh, mando climbs aboard the sand crawler we've never been that close uh to the upper part of the sand crawler before you know we saw the, you know the tread the wheel section of it in a new hope but here we are seeing like the sides and he's climbing it and it's just I don't know. I just thought that whole thing was super, super cool to experience.
0: And then, again, that's the, that creative team tapping into the thing that, you know, fans love. Like, this, I remember seeing the Sandcrawler for the first time being like, what the hell is that? Yeah. As a little kid, like, is that yeah, a wall in yeah. a building? What yeah. is it? Like, And the little Jawas were super creepy and they're like little little uh, junkers, you know? Yeah, like- you didn't know
1: what to think of them. You know, you didn't know... Or th- uh, these are. Are they going to be in
0: this all the time? Are they going with Lou? I mean, yeah. like it was like you don't know what's going right? to stay though, and, and you know.
1: I would love to have gone back. I, I say this to my brother often. I'd love to go back and not change things or even experience things again, but I'd like to see little version of me experiencing things. You know, I'd love to be as like a fly on the wall, watching my younger self. Experiencing Star Wars for the first time.
0: Watching yeah. these m- movies and the show with my kid has been awesome. Yeah. Because he's yeah. just like eating it up the way we did. Like, he's like, What? What's going on? This is amazing. <laughs> you know, like, and with Mando, he's like, Every episode, he's like, oh, Let's go. We're going to watch it. You know, like, first yeah. thing in the morning. I yeah, just sit there. and he's just watching it like you know but it's it's always kind of that feeling.
1: Mando is uh, the, the series in general is just nice because it is kind of like a family thing you know the whole family gets together and watches it you know and it's that's fun. Does your wife get into it? I don't know does she not. She watches it with us because
0: yeah. you know she's down with being family. Yeah. Stuff. But I mean like
1: she's not, she's not a dork
0: like us. We're like oh my god when something happens and she'll be like what is going on? See, my- is that a robot? What is my- it like?
1: My wife's a Star Wars dork, so but and she'll sometimes bring up Star Trek and like go away, go in the other room. Him and I yeah. can
0: have a, we can have our own
1: no, Star Trek. No, no, no. And yeah, do. you guys can go talk. I'm yeah. gonna go watch some more Book of Boba Fett. So you're allowed to
0: like both. I'm just letting you know.
1: No, you're not. You're, you're actually not. If you do a Google <laughs> research on it, you see you're, you're, you're <laughs> you're actually.
0: I mean, you can, but you're law... not
1: allowed to admit it out loud. So
0: no, no. no. I guess I'm off the. All
1: right. <laughs> episode i have my numbers wrong okay so there was actually 10. i said nine in the first episode but just ignore that okay then the very next one number three is uh the next episode which is called the uh, the sanctuary uh it was episode four i'm sorry i said very good three, episode but cool it's one, yeah. like episode four we skipped episode three but it's the third coolest thing i think that we've seen is um called the sanctuary and it's where he uh i don't know mando has a thing for some uh girl on this planet which you know yep. she's a good-looking girl and he could be a good-looking guy but you can't take his helmet off and show her um he's but, definitely uh, got a
0: style and panache
1: yeah, yeah well, and she, i think she's into you know guys with helmets i don't know um i don't know that much about her so i can't really make that judgment call but that's not the cool thing in the episode the cool thing is this ATST is yeah, attacking man, cool these thing. villagers, reminiscent of almost you know like a Return of the Jedi where the ATSTs are you know fighting the Ewoks. But yep. um, definitely but had it, that
0: vibe to it. The, it, was, it really it, shows you like how helpless you could be around one of those things.
1: Yeah, yeah, and it it's like it was like a rogue one. You know, it wasn't like it didn't even belong to you know the Imperials anymore. It was like this decommissioned you know yeah. whatever. Um, and but it had, like, the red eyes. You know, remember that? It's got the red eyes. Super cool, yeah, 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 Super creepy looking. And um even, you know, Return of the Jedi, as fun as it was as a kid, when you watch it now and these Ewoks are fighting this thing, you're like, eh, okay, I can make, make excuses for it. But in this episode, we're dealing with actual humans, you know, dealing with one of these things. It's not any easier. You yeah, know? exactly, in, yep. So they're still having, and there's only one of them, not, like, how those, many there were in Return of the Jedi?
0: Those chicken walkers can be dangerous. That's chicken right. Chicken
1: walkers, yeah. All right. So that was it. Um, good one.
0: I like that one. That's a that was a good episode. Good good point there.
1: Yeah, it, it was it was a fun thing to experience. Um, next one um was episode five. It was called The Gunslinger. And in this, yeah, first of all, we return to Tatooine. Now we actually spend some serious time on Tatooine. That's now not, I'm gonna I'm
0: gonna caveat this by saying that by the end of everything I've I'm I'm have a little bit of Tatooine uh, exhaustion. I was like ready to not be on Tatooine
1: anymore at this I, I point though. In in that defense, we've point, only saw Tatooine once, right?
0: But by the end of when this is all said and done, I'm like, oh. all right, I got it. Yep, Tatooine is a desert. Got it. Okay, go
1: ahead. I kind of I kind of agree with you, but you know, Tatooine is. Easy to
0: shoot in California because it looks like
1: California? Well, it. it's just very uh, – it, it feels like home to me because mm-hmm. growing up, you know, with uh, with episode uh, – I'm sorry, a, a New Hope, the original Star Wars, and Tatooine was almost a character in itself, you know, like yep. we – it's such a bad I'm not part. saying
0: I don't love it either, but yeah. by the end of the whole thing, I'm like, oh, okay. no, I,
1: I get it. I get it. Let's, That's let's why Hoth
0: play. was so cool in Empire, because you're like, where the hell are we now? Or Endor.
1: Yeah. So I hope, we come, Andor, you're to, like, I hope Endor. we come back to Hoth sometime. But um, but okay. So um, we, we're on Tatooine, and not just Tatooine, but we're in Moss Eisley again. And we see that landscape that we haven't seen in such a long time since the original movie um and uh we go into the cantina and now the cantina is uh, operated by droids and, which is crazy uh, yeah yeah because droids weren't allowed in there before and apparently when they started doing that um i don't it didn't look like they had, had a whole lot of business i mean there was not a whole lot of people in there you know yeah. so i don't different management uh different mentality apparently but um, in this episode, we also see Banthas. We saw dobacks. We hadn't seen really good looking dobacks ever. Yeah. And they look so great in this. That one is kind of like, was he sleeping out in the desert or something like that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was
0: good. so cool. And those are another, like again, like one of those peripheral yeah. peripheral kind of things in the in the original trilogy world that you're like what is that thing? It's like a big slug dinosaur. And there wanted to the... know more
1: about it, you know, yeah. like, as a kid. But I had, had the
0: one, I had, had the, the,
1: I had the do back. We put the figure in yep. like the little
0: trapdoor body thing. Yep. Yeah. That was...
1: Yeah, And it looked like his saddle looked like there was legs. So they had like molded <laughs> legs. Yeah. Uh, and then we also see sand people in this. We hadn't seen sand people since the, you know, the prequels, but yep. um it was just nice to that all kind of came home for us, you know. So, yeah, and that, that was that. Uh, I
0: agree. That was very like oh, I know this place. I get it. Yep. Cool. Yeah.
1: Would, yeah so I really enjoyed that one. Um, okay. The next one. The next one is uh, episode seven, and I have to. I'll have to. I'm going to throw in a little a, a tidbit of episode eight too because I feel like those two episodes are almost together. If okay. You're, if you remember. Um, it 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 has Moff Gideon in it. Um, he comes down in a Tie Fighter, and the Tie Fighter wings fold up. Remember that? Yeah,
0: yeah, yes, yes.
1: It was like it was was first time ever thinking, oh, okay, that would make sense because Tie Fighters look look like. Remember, as a kid, like yeah, I have some, I have
0: some, I have some some notes on the mechanics of yeah, yeah. uh,
1: For uh, some reason, I remember that because we did this an hour ago. But go ahead. Right.
0: Yeah, I have some notes on TIE fighters. Like X-Wings are cool. They look like F-16s. They're like super easy to understand Regular how they work. Yeah. Like, you know, you got the cockpit, you got the, the shield and everything. That's great. Mm-hmm. But with TIE fighters, first of all, it's a ball. And then there's like these giant flat wings. And then so, and then the bubble to look out is just the front of the ball. So you can't see left, you can't see right, and you can't see up or down. Yet they're like the most feared battle. I mean, there had to be a better way to figure out because you could just sneak up on the left, right, top or bottom and be like, surprise. Yeah, you know? yeah, because of these blinders, really... the two blinders surprise.
1: we're talking about. Yeah,
0: they yeah. literally put those on horses to stop <laughs> them from doing stuff. You know, let see like,
1: now the Mandalorian makes the wings fold up so they could go. Oh, I see you. I, I, I got yeah, you. Then, there you are, dude,
0: sneaking up we, on me. We never yeah, saw it. Uh, but we can agree that tie fighters make the coolest sound one of the coolest sounds in all of Star
1: Wars games. yes and I and you're going to pretend like you didn't hear me ask this question before but do you know what the sound is I
0: actually do know
1: what the sound is it's <laughs> a, <I'm kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: well, didn't know it's funny color. an hour ago you didn't know but I didn't, right. why don't you no, tell uh, me why
1: don't you tell me what the sound sounds are since I don't uh, know so so it is
0: uh, a combination uh this is a Ben Burtt creation. Of uh, the the sound genius Ben Burt, who pretty much shaped our lives with sound for nerds like us. Um, You told me because I you actually spilled this to me earlier. You spilled the tea on this one. That it's an elephant. The sound of an elephant mixed with the Doppler. Yep. Mixed with the Doppler effect of a car driving by in the rain, maybe or just wet
1: pavement. A wet wet pavement. pavement, Yeah. (sighs) Yeah. And now when you hear that, you can hear it. When you actually listen to it, um, you'll hear. That sound. Now, I'll tell you. Here's another little trivia. You ready for this one? That sound did not originate with Star Wars. Really? Yes. Um, it was it was an idea stolen from an episode of Lost in Space, the original Lost in Space. Okay. There okay. is a sound that has that same thing, and it's it's been admitted somewhere on the Googleverse. Sure. Um, that. Um, it's it's not verbatim, but it originated the, the the concept of that originated from an episode of Lost in Space. So that's look, pretty look cool. at me flashing my Star Wars geek card. Look at that! And
0: you are you are you are the leader of the nerds in this <laughs> no, one. But,
1: no, no.
0: You know another just, thing about another thing about tie fighters. Before we move on, is yeah, the first time I saw the Rogue One preview and those tie fighters are cruising across the the beach, I was like. Oh my god. That is the coolest thing I've ever seen in my life.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it was yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. I mean just tie fighters like you said before are are just they're fearsome looking.
0: They're really just, mechanically awkward but super cool to look at, yeah.
1: Yeah. Yep. Yep. All right, let us move on. Um the uh, the next one is I think one of the greatest like season openers in in my collective mind of watching tv since I was a kid. Is the episode is called The Marshall. That's when we have uh, what's his name? Timothy Timothy
0: Oliphant. Yeah, Cob, yeah. Cobb, Vant. Yep. Cobb
1: Vant. Yeah.
0: Um, he, Cobb yeah. Um He's Vance. actually
1: wearing Boba Fett's uh uh the actual Boba Fett's uh armor. We're like what? Yeah and you're what? like what is happening what, right why? now? Like this is not it made no sense. Like this there's no way that he's Boba Fett. I mean, there's just no way. He doesn't even... I don't get it, because I would, I would think that he would look like uh, Jango Fett. I, I, don't, I don't know. He doesn't... So you're kind of like... You're baffled by that. But what we find out is that he's not Boba Fett. He just found this armor. And what we... Uh, what we exper- the, the cool thing, though, the super cool thing in this episode is that our band of heroes are fighting on tatooine we're back on tatooine so sorry eric i don't mean to we're back you. here we're we back. go
0: again back yeah. with some tatooine No, yep. i get it. well for a gunfighting thing you're not going to find a better place so go ahead
1: it's true yeah it's very deserty looking but that's not the cool thing of the episode the cool thing is something that you and i kind of grew up with at least the knowledge of it we heard uh obi-wan kenobi make the sound um uh, when he's like uh, trying to find Luke, uh, when he, when first he scares off the Tusken Raiders, yeah. yeah. And we also see one of these things in the desert. I'll I'll, I'll remind you of what that is um, when I tell you what it is. The thing that we experience in the episode is called a crate dragon. Now, do you remember? We've seen crate dragons before in some form. Do you remember where? So
0: they- I was just. You know, we had mentioned this before I had the Star Wars was on all day on my TV yesterday because they were running all the original trilogy back to cool. back all day on some network. So I yeah. watched all day and I happened to look up and I looked right at the scene that you're talking about right now and I thought to myself. What the hell is that? I've always seen that and wondered. Yep. It's the skeleton that's on the sand dune when, yeah, when three they people. hit the escape pod. When when uh, R two and C three PO hit the escape pod and get out and land on Tatooine, and they're cruising around the desert, and there's that giant. Another thing that, of course, like you get, you're like, what is that? Like you know, when you're exactly. a kid.
1: Yeah. So and they, they don't explain it at all. You know, even no, though never. No, it's just yeah. like there it is. Yeah, and you know what? Um, you know, I said. So that's a create
0: Dragon skeleton.
1: Yeah, I said that Ben said that he did the sound of it, but I just realized he doesn't say that in the movie. Where he does say it, and I don't know if you ever, maybe you didn't listen to this as a kid. There was a Star Wars radio show. And it was on PBS. Uh, I totally loved it. Yep. Yeah, and and in in that episode, uh, so what they do is they took the original Star Wars and they broke it into thirteen half-hour episodes, which was mind blowing as a kid because he's like, you had your two-hour movie, but then they took this and made it seven and a half hours, which so is, like, which is like yeah, which is hilarious because yeah.
0: they had originally built it from mini movies, you know, like Buck Rogers and stuff back in the day. They kind of stole that idea, so they yeah. sort of
1: rebuilt it. And so they added little details like that. He said, I imitated the sound of a crate dragon, you know, and it's like, Oh, okay. We didn't even that know was what that good, was. That's pretty good, by the way. Uh, that's my that's my yeah, that's one. Yeah. That's my Ubi one. You have to talk like your nose is stuffed. Um <laughs> never
0: find a more wretched hive of scum and villainy.
1: I just turned into Paul McCartney. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, we must be cautious. Uh, but anyway, yeah. So yeah, so anyways, a crate dragon. Seeing a crate dragon in the flesh and and doing what a horrible place now for real to be on Tatooine, right? Because this this thing was like the space slugs of uh, Tremors, lives yeah. under the ground and moves around. Like okay, we need now that we know that these things exist on Tatooine, we got to get off Tatooine. Like what a <laughs> terrible place to live, right? Like you could be at home and all of a sudden, oh, your whole house is eaten. <laughs> I mean, terrible. So um uh, it was just cool things that, uh, that you know attacking even the puking scene i mean i'm not like a big i don't really care for seeing people puke and stuff but oh, i seeing, can't i can't
0: do it man i cannot yeah. if i see you spew i'm gonna hurl <laughs> well
1: you had that and then a, the thing blowing up at the end because mando puts a bomb on it or whatever yeah yeah it was so cool so all that
0: right that was a great right. episode um and that's introducing Cobb vanth which is such a cool character timmy yeah, oliphant yeah. Timothy Oliphant, called him Timmy, like he's my homie. Uh, Timothy Oliphant Timothee. is like, um, you know, basically he plays the guy from Justified yeah. and the guy from Deadwood as like, you know, a marshal, which I think that character is introduced in the animated series somewhere. But
1: Oh, he is? Oh, see, I I didn't keep up with that. So I'm, but anyway, I'm as ahead. big of a Star Wars nerd as you think I am, as I sit in well, my office here with – a life-size Boba Fett, a Han Solo and Carbonite. I've got a yep. grand and a Jawa behind me, but I'm not a big Star Wars fan. Um, okay, moving on. Next episode. Um, it was called The Siege. Uh, so it's, like, it's actually like the fourth episode in season two. I mean, we've seen cool things in, you know, two and three, but this one I thought was really i thought it was like a neat thing uh is if we were kids if we saw this as kids we would have been our head would have exploded boom yeah. so you had this imperial tank so they're on this plant navarro um and they they have to like they they go to this imperial base for some reason i don't really remember but there's there's this at the end our heroes get in the superior imperial tank and they
0: take off
1: and they go down in like this cavernous part of uh this you know, the mountainous region, and you got speeder bikes that take off and they go down the mountain and chase this thing. And they got tie fighters chase. I mean, this it's is amazing. A, it, I mean, it, it happened so fast, but if we saw this as kids, we would be instantly getting our toys out and playing that. The same yeah. kind of thing. So cool, yep. It, had, it know, was definitely reminiscent made by- of like, of like uh, the Death Star Trench, but you've got speeder bikes, <laughs> you know, it's just like so cool. And it's
0: definitely made by people who played with star wars toys as a kid and was like what if like this came flying in and then you run and then you know it's got that vibe to it like it's really cool yeah
1: as you said that one thing i i I failed to mention in uh, the earlier one the reckoning uh where uh we saw the tie fighters wings fold up we had that garrison of stormtroopers that were there and i don't know if you know this because you don't remember us talking about this an hour ago but they to get that many stormtroopers, Lucasfilm didn't have all those costumes, so they hired the 501st, which is a bunch of dorky Star Wars nerd guys. That got like
0: recreators, like like reenactment yeah, like guys. Yeah,
1: yeah, they get full. I guess the 501st does a bunch of like um, charity things. I guess they were they all they're all dressed in full stormtroopers, but all these nerd all these Star Wars guys have got complete Star Wars uh, stormtrooper armor. And uh, they so they got to all be in a Star Wars Can you imagine growing up as a kid, you got to actually be in a Star Wars show, and it wasn't a green screen, you know, prequel episode, it was an actual on set with a yeah. bunch of cool it's things.
0: It's amazing, yeah. It'd be like my buddy Jay, he's a reenact, he does reenactments at Fort Meg's of the War of 1812. He has like his wife pan sews everything,
1: uh-huh.
0: it, it's amazing, and they live the life, but. It would be incredible if they were like, great job. Would you be in this giant movie about, you know, like the, you know, like the, the war, like it's amazing. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That would be like dream come true kind of stuff. Yes. Right? Um What I wanted to point out, which is not my notes. And I did not bring this up the last hour was, do you remember in that episode, they brought back an old Kenner toy. Remember that where it had um, the vehicle where it had, it was like a gray vehicle. It was a, 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 a transport for uh, stormtroopers. Yeah, do you remember that toy as a kid? I thought it was a yep. dumb thing. As a kid, I thought it's kind of d- that wasn't in the movie. Uh, Kenner yep. taking you know, you know their own, you know, de- de- deciding what is a Star Wars toy. Like I remember, it was like as a kid, like ah, nope, sorry, Kenner, you know, it's not working. But then that thing was in. It this episode. turns out like,
0: they made you look silly. 40 yeah, years. I years. feel
1: dumb. Now I wish I had one, but I uh, never got one as a kid. It was just that was just a kind of a cool I don't even know what you call that. Like, is that fan service? Maybe it is, but it's like
0: I think it's yeah, like a bit of like, well, you know, it's like drawing from the video games and the toy. You know, I mean, yeah, like, yeah, there's you know, so many things now. It's like if a movie comes out, a lot of times people will go to the to, to the toy store to see what toys are out because they'll know what it tips the hand of like what's yeah. gonna happen in the movie. True. So it's kind of like you know, I, I guess you can draw from anywhere, you know. Yeah,
1: but I mean, you know, what's interesting about that in particular, like it wasn't really canon, you know, that yeah. that vehicle was not canon until they did this episode. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, huh, I like it. It's super cool because Kenner yeah. came out with a lot of dumb things back then. I, if you go back in history and, you know, they were taking liberties on what they think is a Star Wars ship. I'm like, nah, that's no that's not terrible. That's not so but it was nice to see that. All right, moving on. Um, episode 6 of season 2 is called The Tragedy. And in that, I it I think it, it surprised a lot of us. What we saw was back from the from we thought he was dead. We heard rumors that he that he may be alive. Denied but, denied by Lucasfilms, but but out of nowhere, Boba Fett. Now He's not wearing his costume. Do you know why he's not wearing his costume? Cause cause Cobb Vanth has it. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, it's just like, but you know it's him because it's the same guy who played Django and yeah. uh Tamara Morrison. And so it's like, okay, he makes sense because he would Weba Fett was a clone of Django. Here he is. Looks like he's put on a little bit of weight, but it's okay. You know, he's uh he's been around a little <laughs> bit. Um and boba fett was pretty brutal man like he, yeah. i don't know if you remember he took his get the he has for some reason we don't know why we find out later but he's got like a uh strong uh, yeah. sand Gaffey person Gaffy stick and he's hitting stormtroopers in the head and it's pretty brutal looking
0: yeah. um he's nailing pretty some dudes. it's pretty like you said this is a disney thing what's yeah, going it's, on
1: it's Like, it, but then we realized it was a robert rodriguez uh production he did that one and you could see, okay, all right, cool, a little bit of Robert Rodriguez, grindhouse, uh, you know, uh, dust till dawn kind of, you know, violence. Okay, I, I'm down for it. So that
0: and Robert Rodriguez has kind of become the de facto presenter of all things Boba Fett specific. You know, like he's like a good Boba Fett guy. Yeah, and he's kind of figured out how to like present him in many different forms correctly, I think, or at least in a cool way. So.
1: In a different way, let's say. Yeah. Uh, as we'll get on at, at the end, I've saved some of the Book of Boba Fett stuff for the, for that. But in this episode, there's a lot of other cool things we saw. We saw, uh, first of all, storm stormtroopers. We love when we see stormtroopers come in. Um, we have the dark troopers, um, which was a one of the coolest a, things ever. Yeah, which came from the video game that came out in the '90s, which was like one of the first Star Wars POV games. It was called Dark Forces. And in that were these dark troopers. And so to actually see the, you know, kind of live version of those was super cool. But we have all these dark troopers fly in, they steal Grogu away. And, but that's not a problem because Amanda's going to get in his ship. But
0: what happens to his ship? Dude, something happens to the Razor Crest that made everyone freak
1: out. It blew it up. And when that happened, dude, I was. I was floored. Not that, not because it, you know, it wasn't like uh, here's a ship I grew up with kind of thing, and I was I was sad yeah. in that way. But Hasbro, uh, over my shoulder here is this uh, kick started, whatever they call it, you know, like fan um, fans fan funded, crowd funded, yeah, crowd funded thing. Uh, Hasbro needed to have I don't know how much it was. $12,000, 15000 I don't know, to like produce a limited run of this ship. I think there was, um, yeah, I, I don't even know. I, I think only a few thousand of them were made. But um, this, they ended their campaign. They got all their money for this ship, and then it was going to take like a year to develop. So it's not like they just crapped it out as soon as they got the money because they had to Correct. develop it now. But that was like two weeks before this episode they got all their money then all of a sudden they blew, up the shit. they blew it up i'm like you you blew it up i immediately said to my wife fans are not gonna be happy yeah <laughs> like, and the next day man people were pissed i mean they were like what's going on you know hasbro what are they what are you doing and People were saying, "Dude, it's not the first ship in Star Wars that is blown up." You know, we we've always had ships that yeah. you know, come and go. So, but it, it was a
0: it it kind of had also beyond the crowdfunding thing; it become kind of a favorite. Like it sort of become like a like almost like a Millennium Falcon kind of thing, where it's like they're kind of where the place where they hang out. It's got some tricks up its sleeve. It's pretty, yeah. you know, kind of a cool ship. It's got a unique looking. Um, you know, it's like they're kind of their home, they're kind of like a motor home <laughs> flying
1: around. Yeah, and it's like it's kind of got this like war industrial kind of look to it. So it's not super sexy looking thing, but um yeah. so when oh, I first saw it, I didn't know really what to think of it, you know. But you know, when I heard, go ahead. Well, no, we're, go ahead. Well, I was going to say when I heard that it was more of like a uh, it's like a, a, a decommissioned kind of war You know vehicle i thought oh okay that makes more sense because this ain't like some luxury vehicle by any means you know for this guy needs something that's going to be kind of a a battering ram of sorts you know so what do you think one of the things i like about one thing that
0: star wars does really well with certain things like this is they you understand the landscape of certain things really my hair is going nuts sorry uh you understand the landscape of things really well like if you like as in your mind you can figure out where you are you could walk around the millennium falcon you know what i mean yeah like you know where the cockpit is and where like the where the storage bays are and the same thing with the razor crest you know where everything is in your mind inside that ship they did a really good job of presenting that as like oh yeah you would go downstairs and there'd be that closet where he keeps all of his stuff and grogu hangs out in there you know like there's like a, it's cool how you can kind of map that out in your brain they do a really good job with that yeah, so yeah up everyone was sad at least i was
1: you're right like it like it you kind of got familiar with that the thing you did for the you know now it's been like a season and a half and we've become familiar with the 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 landscape you know, the the interior of that ship so you're right yeah. it was kind of like oh did they really just blow up something that we j- i felt like we just got used to <laughs> you know, love that thing.
0: It's their home. Yeah. It's, know, their, it's like a little A-team man. Now band.
1: what? All right. So moving on. Uh, episode seven of season two. It's called The Believer. And again, this is one of these one-off uh, episodes. Uh, it, it reprises Bill Burr's character uh, who was in one of the season one uh, one-off episodes. Uh, the prison break, uh, the, uh, the space prison break one. Yeah. Um, yeah, very cool. Um, different characters. I didn't really care for the woman in that the, kind of the crazy woman, uh, Twilight girl, whatever she was. But um, Bill Burr was cool in it, even though the guy acts like he's never seen Star Wars. Um, I thought it was. Uh, it was. Uh, it was in in this one, The Believer. We bring back his character, and they go to some planet called Morak, and the cool thing about this was we saw. There's this big shootout uh remember that they're like this big um the pirate these pirates on the skiff ship and they're oh like yeah yeah for sure yeah. on there and that i don't know i thought that whole again the whole scene is really cool that's something that we'd be playing with our action figures doing that stuff we'd we did sure, introduce yeah. we'd introduce uh you know uh we, we wouldn't have an imperial tank but we would have like some other toy and we'd you know have our figures jump from one ship to another and you know it just it just seemed like that was like i don't know some kid's dream episode yeah, and then
0: slave one makes an appearance it's like you know yes
1: from out of nowhere shows up and shoots down tie fighters i mean he does with that one of that sonic missiles that we saw in uh episode two uh, uh where it's like the sound goes out for a second that bong yeah. and it just super just obliterates cool obliterates the tie fighters i mean yep. that's so cool all right, now the the last uh, one on my list is uh, I I'll tell you one of the most emotional uh, TV episodes uh, I think in my life. Honestly, I mean I've there's been a lot of really good TV episodes through life, and the last episode of MASH to me was always a really ah uh, that just got me for for decades. I like that last episode. Uh, which was the movie Goodbye, Farewell, and Amen. Um, oh, I was so broken up. You know, All our characters have gone away and just like, oh, so terrible. Um, I don't think I've ever felt so broken up um, by any other episode but this episode, Mandalorian. The episode is episode eight, season two. It's called The Rescue, and we have all a our very characters.
0: Divisive, a very divisive episode, I will tell you.
1: We've got all our characters there. We've got Mando. We've got Cara Dune. We've got uh, uh, Grogu. uh, We've got Moff Gideon. There's all these, you know, great fight sequences, and just uh, we've got all the Dark Troopers going nuts. Yeah, all the Mandalorian girls, you know, you know, hanging out and doing their thing. but the big thing was at the end of the show, they, uh, someone comes in to rescue because they had sent off like some kind of like, oh, so just- Moff,
0: Gideon, Moff Gideon is just being a total D bag. Yeah. Everyone just, you can't stand that guy. Yeah. And he is outfoxed everybody and sort of thinks he's got this thing on lockdown. And he understands that the dark saber has to be, Won by someone, and all this kind of thing. And it he turns
1: on all these dark troopers to kind of like come in on our, you know, dark
0: pu- troopers are coming yeah. in and they're like not going to stop. And it's basically they're coming for the, I mean, it's just, yeah, it's, so they put it's off like this. Human.
1: yeah, they put out this distress signal for somebody to come help them. And one X Wing comes in now. Every
0: says, Oh, great, one X Wing. Yeah, and saying. you
1: know what? We've seen X Wings in the show before. There's kind of, they're kind of like doughy, you know, guys, you know, f- you know. Flying X wings, and they're almost or like the cops. They're always yeah, the, the cops, cops.
0: in this world. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And they're they're like, you know, eh, glad someone's showing up. But wait a second, we see a guy get out in a cloak. He's hooded cloak. And I'm like, okay, who is it? And we're thinking, okay, is this who is this? Is this like uh Boba Fett or something? I mean, you know, we don't what know. What is happening, right? What is going on? Who is this guy? And then we see the guy has one black glove and like no, You're they're not, not going to do it. it. And they're then it. a green lightsaber ignites. Dude, I was blown away. Yeah. Blown away. And then it gets better than that because we, we had heard that uh, maybe they could bring back possible characters with new actors and all that. But no, what happens? It is young Mark Hamill's face on Luke Skywalker. And I lost it. I was emotionally in tears over this. I mean, it took me back to 1983. Return of the Jedi. Here he is wearing the same kind of getup he did in Return of the Jedi, and I, I was, I was emotional, man. I had tears and everything. It was just like it took me, it took me back then.
0: It's a great, yeah. See, that was so cool when the when the green saber ignites, and you're like, they are doing it. Oh my god, how yeah. are they going to do this? Yes you know it's like what and then he's just and like you'd seen you'd seen uh, uh, Mando deal with one dark trooper and barely make it out alive like barely and now there's a whole garrison of them and he's just and Luke is just like trashing him like they're cutting nothing
1: down, which again was almost it called back to Rogue One where we saw Vader cutting through all the um, you know the rebels yeah. at, at the end and it's like here's his son now doing that same thing and, and he's and he's like,
0: you know, crushing them with like the force and throwing yeah. them around like toys and, you know, just blowing them up. They're all watching this on the screen inside the little room, the little, uh, the, the cockpit that they're not cockpit, but the, yeah. the command deck that they're stuck in there. Yep. And you see him getting and start sweating it. Cause he knows, oh boy, this is, this is the end.
1: This is bad. Yeah, this is
0: bad. This is the one dude that I did not want to show up here. And, uh, he tries to grab the, the blaster and kill himself. Cause he's like, he knows
1: he's done. Yep. Nope. And
0: nope. And Mando's like, no, you're not.
1: You know, that scene was so, um, such a tearjerker for me that when I did, you know, Archie comes in and I didn't even realize it. Like it wasn't until later. Yeah. Like it
0: was like really cool. It's kind of like the Oh yeah. my lord, Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. then he comes in. Yeah. I love how when he comes in and, uh, Mando's like, are you a Jedi? Like he doesn't know who he is. Yeah. And none of them are like, oh, that's Luke Skywalker. They're all like, this dude just saved us. Thanks, bro. You know, like, but we're all like, what?
1: Oh, you know. that was. Did was it emotional for you? Oh we yeah, that, my yeah. kid and I
0: watched it. I remember it was super snowy. It was like came out right right at the end of the year when that episode came out. It was like Christmas, New Year's time. Oh yeah, and we were just like, oh, like what? Like we can't, I had no idea. Like I had no clue that they were going to do that or anything. And yeah, but and- I will say it's a very there's a very split thing. I mean, it's very, a lot of the star Wars people think it's a little too fan servicey and don't think that like the face changing thing is They think it's kind of a crutch to go back to the skywalkers again. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, your mileage may vary on the quality of the face. Yeah. Um, but I just thought it was a cool idea myself personally.
1: Well, to me, you know, I'm okay with that if i always thought do you remember the um the story in between uh empire and return of the jedi it was a lucasfilm sanctioned whole thing called um shadows of the empire it was a it was a book it was a video game it was a comic book i mean they made a whole thing out of it this was this is right before i think a year or so before the um they they did the special editions you know in uh, 94 or whatever it was but they had they had this whole thing called shadows of the empire and i always thought it'd be so cool if one day they could make that story and with this kind of technology it's very possible they could use all our characters that were you know everyone was in that that story, except for Han, because he was in Carbonite. Um, but you could take all our characters and have all the faces of Carrie Fisher and Mark Hamill and and uh, Billy D. Williams, all young and and just. I think it would be a, a really neat little side story that would be fun to do. That you know they couldn't obviously do without this technology. Do it, you know, do it right.
0: Um, you know, there was some talk that, and I don't know, it still could happen that Sebastian Stan. Who, you know, is the winter soldier. Yep. Looks exactly like a young Mark Hamill. Like it is crazy how much he looks like him.
1: He looks in the right light, you know. Yeah.
0: And there was talk that he may end up playing, you know, Luke Skywalker, like the 70s, our 1970s, like Luke Skywalker era character at some point. So I mean, there could something to be said for computer generated stuff and or just finding people that could fit kind of hard because it's like when you when you switch humans it's a little different you know what i mean
1: i'm not against the idea though i really am not i love i mean i think it's limiting you know thing right now is that the we the computers are getting closer uh, than they ever have been even in that episode i mean luke does look a little wonky in places but it's still it still hit me very very hard yeah, yeah. emotionally the idea
0: of it is almost as important as the the like the execution of it you know
1: yeah. yep i agree um, i
0: thought it was super great I, I thought it was really i mean i love luke skywalker as a you know character anyway so uh,
1: it just brought me back to 83 man i was just like ah, i was broken up but anyways so- that's my list of the 10 amazing things that i think i think it's all subject to uh you know, your own opinion, but
0: it's all subjective, but I thought it's a great list. You know, the show is a lot of fun, man. It's like for Star it Wars, it's a sandbox. You know, it's, it's, it's endless fun of like, just kind of, I don't know. You can tell that they're, they love Star Wars. The creators love it. You know? Yes. Um, you got any honorable mentions on these?
1: I'm glad that you asked. Um, we didn't actually get to this part when we did this an hour ago. Now it's been two hours ago. Um, my honorable mention would be the book of Boba Fett, and um even though the story is a little odd, I don't. I think the book of Boba Fett, in my opinion, is not the story we hoped for. Because when we saw the Robert Rodriguez version um episode with Boba Fett coming in and swinging his Gaffy stick and all that kind of stuff, with like that bad—that's bad A stuff there, man. That's going to be like a you know really <laughs> cool show, and it it didn't go that way. It was more of like Bo- Boba Fett is like uh
0: reluctant he, grumpy.
1: Yeah. Well, he's like you know, having a midlife crisis and he's going to go from being a bounty hunter to i'm gonna rule a town like, well and
0: especially the way that they introduce it in the end of that episode of the one we were just talking about of the mandalorian when they when they do the first preview for book of boba fett when bib fortuna is all fat now and he's sitting on the on the on yeah. Jabba's throne he's taken over yeah. and boba fett comes in with um uh
1: yeah, okay. What's your name?
0: Shan? Uh, uh, Fennec. Okay. Yeah, okay. And then Boba Fett comes in with Fennec Shan and they just ace him and sit on yeah. the throne. Yeah. That's yeah. pretty rad. I was yeah. like, this is going to be good. Yeah. But it turned yeah. out to be kind of not as great. It really, it was yeah. just more of a Trojan horse for them to stick more Mandalorian in, to be honest. It's
1: like the Mandalorian 2.5 season, yeah. is what it it's is. Like the I mini,
0: mean, mini, mini episode, like the mini series
1: cuz there is like two episodes in it where it's just no Boba Fett at all.
0: And hey, Luke <laughs> is back.
1: Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah. So that's my here's my quick list of things that we saw in the book of Boba Fett. Jabba's Palace, we got to see again. Awesome. It's awesome. The belly of the Sarlacc, man. That Very whole cool. scene was what us as kids always wondered. There was always that is Boba Fett alive or not? The comic books made him Like fly out, you know. uh, But it wasn't really canon. Lucas denied that forever, and then we see that he uh, breaks out of the belly. He doesn't fly out with a jetpack, but he did it in a cool way. Yeah, he did do it in a cool way. Um, We have uh, talking hammerheads. We had, uh, you know, we. I love the
0: voice. That's Robert Rodriguez's voice, by the
1: way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard. I love
0: the voice changer on that, and I love the idea that that mayor. Like the that that is the Hammerhead from from the when when in the original Cantina, the Cantina. In the cantina. Oh, like it's he supposed to be hung the same out. dude. Yeah, like he's hung out in oh. at Mos Eisley and on Tatooine, and eventually became the mayor. It's oh, so cool. cool. He's he's
1: got roots, and yeah. yeah, he's been there a while. Oh, that's and cool. Then he ends all. up.
0: Shan takes him out in a pretty disturbing way.
1: Um, we see a couple of Jabba's relatives now. To me, also was- super cool. That was huge to me because um, huts are great. I love the whole idea of the huts. Me too. I've always had when in, in eighty three when I saw Jabba for the first time on the screen, I went, Oh my god, I didn't know what I was looking at. This, yeah. this big old doughy looking thing Bug. with a big wide mouth, and I thought that is super unique. And so then, you know, during, um, I mean, here's here's something that fans are split on. But um, when the special editions came out, the just was
0: gonna mention that
1: the, what I dude was looking so forward to seeing Han and Jabba together because back in back in the day when I learned about cutscenes, I never knew about cutscenes when I was a kid, and when I heard that um, there were cutscenes in Star Wars. I was super fascinated. If if you remember, there was a, a the picture book of Star Wars, and if you if you look through it, there was a scene with Han. I'm sorry, with Luke and Biggs on Tatooine. I thought that wasn't in the movie. I don't remember seeing that in the movie. And Babe. and so when when there was like these cut scenes, and I heard about Han Solo talking to to Jabba because it was actually in the comic books. They had Han Solo talking to a Jabba character but he was like a green you know person he didn't look like a a slug at all but i was fascinated with the idea of cutscenes. so when i heard that they were going to put that because they put that in the trailer that they were going to introduce uh you know and some and a few new surprises they they said in the trailer i was like oh my god that that's great but job always looked wonky you know and they actually redid Jabba three times. If you go back and look at your different copies, I just watched it
0: yesterday when that, it was on. I sat there and stood in front of my TV and watched that specific scene. I've got some notes.
1: Yeah, well, there's they've changed. If go if you go look at the original one, which I've got. I've got all kinds of copies of the different of the special edition in VHS form, and 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 DVDs, and then the Blu-rays, and. Lucas constantly tweaked that and I'm not I don't I'm not one of these guys that complain about uh Lucas tweaking with I I'm okay with that but he could never be happy with how uh Jabba looked and even in the final one still doesn't look that good like not there's something no. like here, here
0: first of all he's not that he's bigger like he should be bigger <laughs> yeah yeah he's like shorter than like than Harrison Ford in those scenes, or they were, like, around the same height. I'm like, come on, Jabba's,
1: like, huge, you know? It's Well, it's hard to tell, because he sat on that that throne. Yeah, you know? but, so I mean, that, like, he's just uh, at least be, like... I don't know, I mean, how tall was C-3PO next to him? That-
0: <laughs> it just didn't have the gravity and the... Like, I wouldn't be scared of him. I'd be like, whatever, dude. Like, I'm just going to punch you in the face and move on.
1: I think... But I do think... Okay, so... I think the scene in Return of the Jedi, he looks more menacing because he's up on that throne, you know. So there may be that, and and we were kids too when we first saw him. So there there could be that kind of thing too. But my whole thing is that I just feel like his appearance um, looks different, and it didn't look it didn't look uh, totally right. Now, go ahead.
0: But, but back to the Mandalorian though, or to Bo- book of Boba Fett. Those his like brothers or I said his cousin, his cousins, brothers, yeah, brothers,
1: cousins. I think.
0: I love that. I love that they brought them in and had them kind like of, they really that kind of. that.
1: Everybody was holding them. like that. Yeah. Had to have been heavy man.
0: <laughs> yeah, like, was so like, go- those I thought those were great, and they're just real shit things too. too, which I yeah. love too. They're just total terrible people. Or what I creatures.
1: what I think would be a really <laughs> really really good show. All right and I wish I could pitch it to someone at Disney is I want to see uh, Jabba in his gangster days, like a gangster Jabba series, you know, where it's just all, it's all dark. It's all adult, you know, it's really, you know, adult themed seriousness, um, dark, gritty. That's how he he
0: made his, how he made his bones. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Why everyone, why he's feared, you know? Yep. Um, uh, we don't get to really see much of it at all. I mean, actually, I don't know if we even do it all, right? Like, he, we just know he's like a gangster, Godfather guy, but we haven't we haven't seen him be ruthless. I mean, sure, he tossed what's her name down into the Rancor pit, but we haven't really seen, you know, ruthless Jabba anywhere. Yeah,
0: Anyways, yeah, I get you. That, that's but my I'm pitch, Disney.
1: That. I know Disney's listening. We we know you are listening, Disney. You are one of our fourteen listeners. Yes. Okay, um, I'll, I'll speed along the rest of this so that we can wrap up the show. Uh, we have, uh, uh, we see uh, Anchorhead, which I, to me was super, uh, Tashi Station, Cammy and Fixer, most, even Star Wars nerds don't even know who Cammy and Fixer are, they, there's a Star Wars episode uh, a radio show. Uh, A wind to shake the stars, which was the very first Star Wars radio show, and in that is Cammy and Fixer, they were two of Luke's friends on Tatooine. And seeing them, they were cut from the movie. Um, there was there were scenes that were filmed with with uh, Cammy and Fixer in the original movie, and they were completely cut out. And so to see that their characters are actually, well, they're still in, <laughs> they're still in Anchorhead, they're still living there. Still in Tashi Station, that, that must be like you know, their uh, their sports bar that they go to every week. Uh, and it was just cool seeing them. Um, we got to see uh, uh, Danny Trejo, Machete in space finally. Danny, uh, don't text with the uh, <laughs> with with the Rancor, uh, Slave One shooting down a band of speeder bikes. Oh my God! Uh, return uh, to the wreckage of um, uh, Jabba's. Uh, barge. that we went out there and we saw it so all cool. kind of obliterated there and fighting the sarlacc. Uh, the the slave one goes in and, and shoots down the mouth of the yeah, sarlacc. Yeah. Sheesh. Um, we've got Mando chopping a guy in half with a dark saber. Awesome. <laughs> we've got uh the return of the Naboo starfighter. When I saw that dude, that was that was so cool. Like ah oh, that. Because that, and that ship is fast, uh, you know, that's now Mando's ship since he doesn't have um the the and I love how Amy
0: Sedaris one. is like the mechanic of that whole thing and she built it for him and she has the she has Ripley's hair from Alien, that's <laughs> so awesome, that's like so well done, it's so well thought out and funny, and she's a great character.
1: Oh, uh, and then we've got uh, we've got Luke and the Jedi Temple uh or the you know the start of the jedi temple we as the prequel or the sequels we show uh that uh because of kylo ren the the temple is destroyed but we're seeing in it's in kind of infancy stage we see a flashback to the raid on the temple in coruscant which was i mean you know calling back to you've got this this book of boba fed is tying all these um uh, movie trilogies together, you know. Yep. You, you, so it's just really cool to see that Definitely little- some
0: connective tissue there.
1: So cool. Um I'm not a big Clone Wars guy at all, but the Cad Bane guy who um he if you remember th- his species was in the cantina in A New Hope. There was two of them, they were kind of talking there. So to see like this guy in the in the whole, you know, you know, c- kind of um, Lee Van Cleef uh, hat from Good and the Bad and the Ugly. Um, I just, you know, that's that's really cool um, to see the, him cross over from the cartoons into a live action. And then you've got uh, a Rancor tearing up the streets of Mos Espa. You've got Grogu facing uh, a Rancor and kind of like puts him to sleep kind of thing. Asleep l- next to him, so the cute. show was not that amazing, but there was a lot of really cool, really cool scenes. And a lot, again, these are big kids playing with big toys and showing us things that, you know, if we were still kids, this is the stuff we'd love to see as kids.
0: Yeah, I I agree. I mean, there was a lot to like there. I think we had a, we had a kind of a Boba Fett problem where I just, I don't really dig Tamura that much as like, I don't know. I think he's okay. I don't know. He's just a little bit, I mean, how many times can we show him back in the back to tank? It's like every 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 time he's like in a back to tank, getting getting a spa treatment. It's like well, that's good a lot him, of time,
1: good, you know. Good for him. He was doing you know bounty hunter for a lot, long time, and now it, you know the back to tank is yeah. I mean, it's a rejuvenation for his like body, but it's almost like uh, it's almost like a jacuzzi. You know, it's like. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I just I don't know. I I did. I thought Chris Stanton, was really cool because that was a kind of a peripheral. Like I'd always heard there was other Wookies kind of oh, guy. Oh yeah, that, yeah. So yeah, Black Chris came from the from the comics, but and brought him in too. Kind of another cool thing that he brought in, and he's just a cool character. I just I just think he's I like him a lot. And when he came in and got Boba out of the back to tank, finally, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, that was a pretty cool scene one thing I even didn't even really end becoming homeboys anyway but you know.
1: one thing I didn't really care for was those like half robot kids you know that oh the,
0: the the
1: human the mods. mods Yeah, dumb, dumb. And, and they drove like those vespas that whole like chase scene down Moss Espa was probably the worst Star Wars action scene in history right I mean it was embarrassing. Like it, it I would have thought Rodriguez would have made that, you know, kick butt kind of thing, but it was it wasn't good at all. You know I just um uh
0: on screen rant, uh, I just looked it up just out of curiosity, and just the headline says Boba Fett's biker gang name is dumber than their speeders <laughs> is
1: the headline.
0: <laughs> so uh yeah. Yeah, but yeah that I, was I mean,
1: that to me was the low point of the whole show. I mean, I did, the whole the whole show was just kind of like a, an excuse to make a show about Boba Fett. Yeah, know, it was just a Trojan of,
0: horse for Boba Fett.
1: Yeah, yeah. and and, and that's, I mean, a, a Trojan horse
0: for the Mandalorians. Yeah,
1: and it, it's so okay. it was okay. Like I said, there's a lot of cool things we saw in it. Uh, so I don't judge the show on its, you know, on its great storytelling because it is what it is. But I mean, let's face it. The, when we see star when we go to see a Star Wars movie, we're expecting to see cool things. So, you know, stories is great, but we don't necessarily go in for the story. We're going in because we are going but, to be entertained.
0: To that point, when you go to see something that is focused directly on Boba Fett, one of the coolest things ever, you'd hope that it would have been a little bit cooler. Yeah. I get that they're trying to play with the you know, play with the expectations a little bit and try to make it kind of like, you know, he's 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 an older guy, blah, blah, blah. But I just hope, I wish he'd be, first of all, a little bit tougher, a little bit cooler, and maybe a better shot, um, you know, but whatever. Yeah, if, I Mandalorian mean, Mandalorian took
1: over. And it's funny because he, in the Star Wars timeline, he's not that much older. He's only five years older than what he was in, say, Return of the Jedi. So. Yeah. Um, he shouldn't be an older guy. Well, he you know, definitely but,
0: they're they're anchored with, and I don't mean this in a bad way because he's okay as an actor, but with uh Tamura Tem- Morrison is like, yeah, he's a he's you know, he's the back 20 whatever years ago, he was yeah. the clone, he was so they had to they had to keep him. So, yeah,
1: I understand the, the that there is the the limitation because we are dealing with the same actor, but we can't, I don't know, it's we can't let that be the driving <laughs> excuse, you know, like, yeah. oh, he got all of a sudden he got doughier and, you know, in five years and, you know, which is fine. You know, Hey, we all go through like a change of life things. And, you know, when he got sucked in with the Sarlacc, he was probably like, you know what? This whole bounty hunter thing sucks. You know, I'm just going to hang out here. I don't even have my armor anyway. So I don't know who's got my armor. Um, And I'm just going to like, you know what, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to rule a city. That's what I'm going to do. That's my new thing. So, but I don't know. So anyways, regardless of all that, that is my list of the really cool things that we've seen in Mandalorian. And I'm looking so forward to this next season.
0: Yes, uh, I am too. I'm I'm excited to see it. And um, I'm happy it's back. And uh, it's fun to watch, man. I mean, it's it's tough. It's tough to beat when you're a Star Wars nerds like us. Yep. So I think today we're gonna kind of avoid going to our specific corners. We we've talked enough today about cool stuff. Oh, you we've really? That's
1: in. a bummer. I got but some we'll be, good things coming. Yeah, up I'm now. sure
0: you do. And we'll be back next time because I've got we've got a bunch of movies to talk about that we've been that's watching. Yep. Uh, and we'll we'll make room for our corners then. So uh, until then, thank you very much, Todd, for putting this list together for us. Sure, was a sure. lot of fun going down memory lane. Thank you for listening and watching out there. And I have to tell you, the media tavern is closed, so get the hell out of here. We'll see you later. For Todd Stanton, thank you. Goodbye.
1: See ya.